Elon Musk now owns Twitter.com after his bid of $54.20. $54.20. per share was unanimously accepted by Twitter's board of directors with the only thing potentially holding up the inevitable ownership being some basic regulatory approvals and a vote by Twitter shareholders who will almost certainly give this acquisition the green light because it means the value of their shares will be locked in. They will be paid out. With Elon's acquisition of the company, Twitter will go private and Musk will have a hell of a lot more centralized control over the platform. Uh, whether the result of this is a positive or a negative, is, it's anyone's guess right now, but we're sure you're already aware that there is no shortage of outcry, no shortage of takes. Uh, it is a very divided topic, and the division lines fall very closely on political lines. Much like so many other things right now, but specifically with this. And it's... Uh, it, your your, your uh, acceptance or hatred of this move is pretty much in line with and where And that's much more of a Rorschach test reaction than a reaction to reality. Yeah. Like, Elon Musk is essentially a libertarian. I mean, he's got some, like, right-wing shithead uh, takes, but he's not a conservative. So. Yeah, it's... Um... There's yeah, there's a, there's no shortage of takes. And, yeah, uh, we'll get through some of them. But there's all these like yeah. American flag and bio people like celebrating, and it's just like uh, I mean, I don't know if this is exactly going to go the way that you think it's it going. It might to. work out like in some ways that you like, but this guy's like he's not on your team. You're he's a he's an ally of convenience right now, maybe yeah. on this specific thing. But he's won over the uh, the love and admiration of specifically the. Uh, Hats and sunglasses in pickup yeah. truck community. Slurs are back on the menu, boys. Exactly. Now, on the on the conservative side of things, this is seen as great news because Musk keeps driving home the return to free speech talking points. And if you're on uh, the left side of things, this is apparently the end of the world. Society will continue to crumble. The apocalypse is on the horizon. You're deleting your Twitter account. You're moving to Canada and everybody clapped. Uh, now, the reality of what's playing out right now is like we said, completely undefined. However, the main take that I have for it is that it is hilariously depressing that the world's richest man can simply free up nearly $50 billion at the drop of a hat to buy a website where, uh, on the one hand, he just uses it to repost shitty memes stolen from Reddit or 9gag so that people will think he's funny. And on the other hand, he's purchased a website that has been historically useful for spreading misinformation, uh, the worst of the worst hate speech, legitimate violent threats, revenge porn, life-ruining smear campaigns, and any number of other types of content that absolutely require content moderation. This acquisition is still being held up as a win for free speech without any technical thought going into what that actually entails from an ethical and legal standpoint. And it's also, it's like, yeah, Twitter being owned by one extremely rich person is troubling, but it was already owned by that's a, the thing, a small it's... handful of extremely rich people. The, the thing that's interesting that I hadn't really thought about is, like, if we're framing Twitter as the public square, it is uh, a bit troubling that that kind of thing can just change hands without any sort of regulatory oversight. Because, mm -hmm. um, like, presumably, you know, like, world governments and stuff are using this. Like, it, if it is the public square, it probably shouldn't be something that can just be uh, traded between rich guys. I don't know. Yeah. Um, before Elon owned it outright, uh, you would be probably surprised to know the uh, entities that uh, had major financial investments in it, like the Saudi government. Yeah. Uh, who he's he's got to be upset because he was he was the one guy being like no no sir mm -hmm. we will not be selling 
Yeah, so... We must um, go? Yeah. It, so, to it, be yes. clear, though, we're not, we're not just talking about people uh, giving each other shit, making offensive jokes, or posting opinions that not everyone agrees with when we're talking about free speech yeah. uh, maybe going too far in some people's eyes. We're talking about, like, actual terrible, horrific, inhumane stuff here. Things with real-world consequences. Um, every, you know, you, you might think Twitter's free speech stances at its current moment are restrictive, but every single... Twitter 10 years ago let pretty much anything go. Everything right now that gets you suspended or banned stems from something horrible happening on Twitter that made them be like, ooh, ooh, I guess we can't let that happen anymore. Their content moderation up until recently has been reactionary yeah. every time. I mean, it's it's uh, it's not the perfect comparison, but it's like you go on a, a construction site or something, and you're like, damn, there's just so many so many rules. Why are there all these OSHA rules? It's like every single OSHA rule on the books was written in blood. Like someone fucking died or got seriously injured by not doing this thing that's annoying to do. Mm -hmm. Anyway, so by shouting to the world that the main point of this takeover is for free speech, uh, it is going to attract people, governments, and others to, uh, you know, exploit that to its theoretically non-existent limits. Which has happened with every platform that's been launched under the uh, assumption of being free speech. Back in 2014, we kicked ISIS off of Twitter. We're bringing that back. We're bringing it back. We're bringing ISIS back to Twitter. Mm -hmm. You're going to be able to get into arguments with actual terrorists. Yes. It's going to be awesome. So anyway, we're not saying it's 100% going to happen, but it is certainly going to be interesting to see what Elon's definition of proper content moderation is and how reactionary it's going to be after a decade of... Twitter playing catch up in an attempt to be proactive about things that can turn a widely used social platform uh, into a nightmare. Mm -hmm. We've seen so many examples of uh, failed competitors to the big social media platforms being like, unlike them, no rules here. You can say whatever you want. And like within 24 hours, just being like, oh, oh shit. fuck, wait, hmm, yeah. we didn't really think this through. Turns out running a social media app is a little more complicated than we thought. But yeah, there has to be some kind of balance. And you would assume that Elon Musk knows this because if you lose even a portion of a political base, sorry to keep putting it in politics, but that's how things are on Twitter. Even if you lose a portion of a political base, the site becomes a boring echo chamber that will slowly die because there's no one to argue with. Just look, as we said, at the numerous failed attempts at conservative free speech social media platforms that have failed for this very reason. Not to mention many of those platforms pivoted away from true free speech because of the absolutely horrific shit that was posted in order to test their limits. On the other hand, Twitter is also seen as a barely functioning website that has had widely popular ideas stuck in development purgatory, as well as issues with uh, spam, phishing, hacking, and so on. It's a barely function. Like, on Android phones, Twitter barely fucking works. Like, yeah. there's something with, like, the cache. I don't know. It takes, like, 10 seconds to load someone's profile on my phone. It's a piece of shit. It might as well be a government-owned uh, public square, because if the government was running a social media network, <laughs> it would also work this poorly. It couldn't get much worse. And that's why, I mean, everything from the edit button to the fact that it is overrun with spam accounts, those are pretty easy to solve issues. And the company has been working on them behind the scenes with a lot of progress being made. But if Musk wants to direct attention uh, at some easy wins and take credit for them, he's going to. And it will probably be seen as a win overall. Like, he comes through with that edit button and everyone's like, you see, this is the Twitter yeah, we've deserved I mean, all along. That's a, a no-brainer. It's a home run. But uh, it is, like, I don't think he... There's a lot of evidence that he hasn't thought a lot of this through because two of his big 
like actual stated goals uh, for what he wants to do with Twitter is one, get rid of the spam bots. Okay, yeah, great. great. But two, make the algorithm open source. You can't have both of those. <laughs> if you make an algorithm open source, then spammers will simply look at the algorithm and be and figure out exactly how to bypass uh, everything in the algorithm that's there to detect spam. Not to mention the argument that's constantly made, specifically by conservatives, is that the algorithm does not favor their content when time and time again, it has been shown to amplify yeah. that type of content. Actually, yeah, anytime they do like an empirical analysis of social media, they're like, no, conservatives are doing great. Yeah, they actually get more, yeah. uh, more eyeballs on the content that they post. Because yeah. a lot of it is incendiary that gets people to engage with it. And that is the entire goal of a social media platform that is running as a business is to engage its users so that they stay on the site and continue using it and give and, and hi, money for And harvest their data. But yeah. Twitter, due to just the nature of how Twitter is, has like the most worthless data out of any like social media platform. Like it's just, I mean, if you think about how Twitter works, like there's just not a lot of identifiable data that you could harvest from a user. I mean, 60% of all posts are irony. So how yeah. do you quantify that for advertisers? Seems this guy really likes uh, bleach. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Clorox ads. So yeah, okay, enough of hypothetical futures, though. Let's look at what led us to this point. How did Elon Musk become the new... <laughs> <laughs> the new the, founder. The new founder of Twitter. That's weird. I. He just became, he just bought it. How did he found Twitter? Well, that's what it says right here in these Floridian textbooks. Okay. Yeah. Interesting how this keeps happening. Yeah. How this man keeps founding different <laughs> companies long after they've actually been founded. He's prolific. So it has been a wild and annoying few weeks, but the shortened version of everything is that Musk started buying up large shares of Twitter before it was disclosed that he had silently become the largest single shareholder at... Uh, what, 9%? Yeah. Yeah. I mean but still the largest shareholder. So when this news went public, Musk was invited to join the company's board of directors, and everyone on the board, including Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal, thought that that was a great idea. Mm -hmm. A few days passed, and then it was announced that Musk would not be joining the board of directors after all, uh, which was a move that Twitter CEO Parag Agrawal also thought was a great idea too. <laughs> you know, whichever way it goes, I'm yeah. sure it's going to be great. It, that's despite it clearly being the opposite of his intentions just days prior. Yeah, he joins, he doesn't join. Hey, <laughs> we love it. It's content. For Internet Today, either way. Yes, so thank we, you, we count uh, Mr. Agrawal. So the reason behind Musk's change of heart seemed to be related to a stipulation that would bar him from acquiring more than 15% of the company's shares if he were on the board of directors. So instead, Musk decided to just buy out the company entirely by offering 54.20 per share or around $44 billion, which was far more than the shares were worth at the time that he put in his bid. Uh, Musk backed up this offer by actually getting his funding secured through a major financial deal with investment bank Morgan Stanley, among others. Uh, he had to shift some assets around. Uh, people, some people are saying that uh, from a you know personal finance standpoint, what he's doing is risky and uh, baffling in some ways. He's uh, he's hinging a lot of his ownership of Twitter on the stability of Tesla stock, which is a historically pretty volatile stock. Yeah. But I don't know. I've just seen people trying to explain it. I don't know how much information we really. It doesn't know matter. About that. The guy is—he's the richest person on earth. Yeah, and he'll even be if fine. it's completely tanked, he would still have plenty of money left over. Yeah, there's—I uh, can't remember who said it, but it's—you uh, know—if you owe the bank a hundred, or if you owe the bank a thousand dollars, that's a you problem. If you owe the bank a million dollars, that's a bank problem. Yeah, and Morgan Stanley seems to think that this is worth the risk. Yeah. 
Um, but anyways, you don't just walk $44 billion in front of a company that was barely profitable and not turn a few heads, especially from people who would become instantly astronomically wealthy from such an acquisition. Agrawal himself, at least in 2021, had a salary of just over $600,000 with an added bonus that doubled that salary, but also stock in the company that dwarfed both of those. A buyout from Musk turns his stock into an instant $39 million payday. Not bad. Exactly. Basically, everyone with any amount of power and influence at the company who holds stock gets a gigantic golden parachute. Jack Dorsey, the Twitter co-founder who still owned a substantial percentage of the company, is looking to clear almost a billion dollars from this deal. So yeah. And put it right into crypto. <laughs> this is going to do great things for Bitcoin. Uh, so yeah, it's pretty obvious that high ups at Twitter would be okay with this going through. And apparently all it took was a weekend of mulling it over before the deal was accepted because rumors were already swirling Monday morning that the deal was just hours away from being finalized. And by midday, Twitter's stock was halted and the announcement was made that Elon Musk now owned Twitter.com. So we, like many others, are under the impression that Twitter was quick to take the offer because their public quarterly earnings report was about to be announced. And much like nearly every other tech stock right now, theirs was going to probably sink even lower upon the announcement of Q1 results. Have you seen the NASDAQ recently? It's uh, a bloodbath. Also, it, I, it did come out. I don't know if it came out during the acquisition or today, but it was like, yeah, they missed they missed their targets. They made much less than the previous year. And Everyone did. This is the first year I've been trading stocks for like six years now. This is the first year where like I'm significantly lower than where I was last year. And I'm not even, I'm not betting... I'm not taking risks here. I'm doing but very that's boring thing, trading. Like, e even you recently, when we were talking about it last time, you are like, yeah, but the stock was up to $70 at one point. And I was like, well, that doesn't fucking matter because the company's not worth that. And this was, it was going to happen where the stock sank even lower. It's, so it's like, it's not really worth point, what Elon's paying for it either. But. True. <laughs> but that's the thing is like for anyone on the board of directors at Twitter to be like, look, we can just cash out and do whatever the hell we want now. Yeah. It's a pretty tantalizing I offer. mean, if it was me, yeah. I'd have I would be like, please okay. get me out of here. Bye. Do you think I want to deal with this social media platform when I can be a multi-multi-millionaire? So, no. yeah, the, the quarterlies were coming up. If they were going to be, like, just very disappointing, that might make Elon reconsider his offer. Like, wait, I'm overpaying for this. Or just literally buy it out for half the price. Yeah. So, with this good offer on the table, they figured maybe uh, just take... Take the money and run. Mm -hmm. So in the best interest for their shareholders, they, they took the deal because it was guaranteed financial success. And as for the reactions to this news, well, let's look at Mr. Musk himself, who said in the wake of this buyout, free speech is the bedrock of a functioning democracy, and Twitter is the digital town square where matters vital to the future of humanity are debated. I also want to make Twitter better than ever by enhancing the product with new features, making the algorithms open source to increase trust, defeating the spam bots, those two things are contradictory, and authenticating all humans. What? Twitter has tremendous potential. I look forward to working with the company and the community of users to unlock it. Uh, and then in a follow-up post directly uh, to the website that he now owns, yeah. Elon harnessed some real I love my haters, trucker hat energy, and yeah. uh, put on his, his Oakley sunglasses and said, I hope that even my worst critics remain on Twitter because that is what free speech means. I love my haters. I love my haters. But, Turn uh, your biggest haters into your biggest customers. <laughs> but as we said uh, earlier, Musk himself clarified that uh, free speech has its limits what? even on a platform that he owns. Uh, what? And Sorry? Uh, what do you mean by that? And it will, like nearly every other platform, be limited to the laws where it operates. 
which is going to be a lot more restrictive in some areas and less restrictive in others. A representative for the European Union, for instance, released a statement saying that Elon Musk must follow rules on moderating illegal and harmful content online, adding that we welcome everyone. We are open, but on our conditions. At least we know what to tell him. Elon, there are rules. You are welcome, but these are our rules. It's not your rules which will apply here. Anyone who wants to benefit from this market will have to fulfill our rules. The board of Twitter will have to make sure that if it operates in Europe, it will have to fulfill the obligations, including moderation, open algorithms, freedom of speech, transparency in rules, obligations to comply with our own rules for hate speech, revenge porn, and harassment. If Twitter does not comply with our law, there are sanctions, 6% of the revenue, and if they continue, banned from operating in Europe. It would be really funny if he tried to take on the European Union. The at way, this point, I would not be surprised yeah, at all. Like the way he's gone after the SEC after uh, numerous sort of uh, times at the oh, SEC. Oh, we pay a 6% tax to yeah, operate oh, well. there. Oh, big deal. It would be really hilarious if you got Twitter banned in the EU. Mm-hmm. Anyway, over here in the States. It would be t- much to the benefit of literally everyone living there. Probably. The best theory I saw, not even a theory, it was a joke, but the best joke I saw that I wish would come true is that Elon, Elon buys it and just deletes it. Yeah. That Troy McClure. Imagine a world without Twitter. Just everyone, Everyone's dancing. People of all races and creeds dancing around in a circle. Buy Facebook and shut it down too. Yeah. But over here in the United States, the news was cause for celebration from conservative users and those who have previously been on the wrong side of Twitter's content moderation, with some uh, taking advantage of this news to uh, very dishonestly <laughs> skew the narrative, do a little fibbing, yeah, uh, and do so quite easily, in fact. So, uh, candy sex freak Tucker Carlson put down the M&Ms <laughs> and was surprisingly uh, just unbanned from Twitter, right when Elon, right when the deal goes through, hmm. uh, unbanned. Free speech for the win. Uh, but yeah, it, it, the timing's a bit odd. It did happen immediately after the buyout news went public. It's still not official, so that's weird. How, how did Tucker Carlson get unbanned so quickly? Did, yeah. did Elon Musk already order sweeping changes and provide a list of accounts that needed to be reinstated? No, he no. didn't. Tucker Carlson, so for months now, he has been or was temporarily suspended for violating Twitter's rules um, and could have at any time just deleted the tweet in question and had his account instantly turned back on. Uh, he didn't do that for but a very long for time. For a very long yeah. time. He waited until right after Musk bought the company and then tweeted, we're back. But no one intervened on his behalf. Carlson simply did what he could have done for a very long time in order to regain his account status. He deleted the tweet that got him suspended, but then acted as if the reversal was a result of Musk's new free speech policy or something, when it was not. No. As for the biggest looming question regarding the platform, and one that has been asked about nonstop since Musk even became a large shareholder, will Donald Trump be allowed back on Twitter? And we still don't have a definitive answer on that from Twitter or Musk, but as we reported last week, Trump himself said he will not return to Twitter and will instead focus on Truth Social in the near future. Hell yeah. Though his lack of truth posting would indicate that he's also not interested in that either. But he swears that he is, and he'll get around to it. Uh, His reasoning uh, for not rejoining Twitter, if offered, is that aside from having a financial stake in a competitor, uh, Twitter became too boring because there was no interaction. Not fun anymore. Uh, And it's been two months since the release of Truth Social, and that platform has not yet become anything worth talking about at all. I so, sometimes forget it even exists. Is it still exclusively on the iPhone? 
I believe so, yeah. Like, I don't even think there's a desktop version. I know that uh, Devin Nunes like, went on Fox and be like, hey, everybody, come on, let's start using Twi- uh, Truth Social. Hey, Trump's going to be on there any second now. Um, so I, I'd still, even if he did get on it, I don't think it's going to take off the way a lot of conservatives think it will. I, the entire point of social media engagement is arguing. And uh, yeah. when you're in an echo chamber, that doesn't happen. Um, Especially when your politics are like 90% just owning the libs. Yeah, that's the whole point yeah. for them. If there's no libs around, where's yeah. the fun in any of this? Honestly, uh, we think that if Trump was handed his Twitter account back, he might use it to just market Truth Social for a while, but would pretty quickly revert back to Twitter full-time because of the reach, the reactions, and the constant coverage of his every word. Yeah. He would get addicted to it again like that. Oh, it really pissing people off. Hey, you see they put my tweets on the big screen at CNN again? Yeah. He's only, he's, he's very wisely, very cleverly... Uh, Clearly, the man knows deals. He's uh, he's positioning himself like, I don't need it. Yeah. Because that way, if he doesn't get his account back, and until he gets his account back or doesn't, um, he doesn't look weak. Yes. You look weak if you're like, yes, I would love to come back. Please oh, have me back. Please, yeah. Yeah. It's not a very alpha thing. Mm-hmm. The alpha thing is to pretend you're not interested in the thing that you would love more than anything else in the world. That's how assholes get all the Twitter accounts. Yep. He, he You got a neg. You gotta yeah. nag the social media platforms that banned you mm-hmm. into unbanning you. Exactly. Anyway, as for anyone on the inside at Twitter uh, going rogue, the news of Musk's acquisition has prompted a sort of lockdown internally. Uh, according to a report in Bloomberg, Twitter placed a temporary ban on any new product changes to prevent employees going rogue following the acceptance of billionaire Elon Musk's $44 billion offer to buy the platform. The company will not allow any changes to the platform unless they are business critical and approved by the vice president, people familiar with the matter told the outlet. The ban is in place until at least through Friday, Bloomberg reported. So, uh, all right. Uh, The biggest tech slash internet slash billionaire slash social media slash censorship slash political slash meme-friendly story of the year is in some ways over, but in many other ways, just getting started. So buckle up, buckaroos. Certainly going to be a story for a very long time. But hey, speaking of social media, I was editing News Dump the other night and was laughing about <laughs> a, a very simple, very stupid Photoshop yeah, that I made for, a little goof. for our coverage of the viral hoax involving the removal of the Snickers dick vein. Cancel culture run amok. Uh, for a quick recap, a Twitter account at Juniper posted about how cancel culture had struck again and the vein from Snickers chocolate bar had been removed in favor of a newer, smoother chocolate bar. This was obviously made up, but it got spread widely enough that the official Snickers account leaned into it and made a statement verifying that the vein wasn't going anywhere. The vein remains. Now, we covered this news, and we referenced Tucker Carlson, who actually has a track record of getting upset when companies desexualize candy. We made up a hypothetical scenario where he was tricked by Juniper's post, so I hastily uh, threw together a mock-up of what that would actually look like, which was just Tucker's show with a smooth Snickers image and a Chiron that read, Cancel Culture, Snickers removing beloved dick vein. Clearly a fake image. Yeah. I love that people Clearly specific, not kept pointing out the word beloved. Yeah. <laughs> like, he really enjoyed it. So next thing you know, that image, as well as a even more believable version of it, where uh, someone had taken a photo of that on their TV. So yeah. it looked like, oh, I'm just watching Fox News. Yeah, click. Um, it started spreading 
everywhere. Yeah. Like wildfire. It went, it went actually viral. It was being posted by verified meme accounts with millions of followers on Instagram. It was posted by H3H3 on Twitter. And uh, even Juniper, the OP, uh, got full wind of it. It went full circle. Mm-hmm. So they reposted the image and said, I'm losing my goddamn mind. And for the record, I have no idea if this is real. I was shown this, and I genuinely don't do not know if this is real or fake. I am as clueless as everyone else for once. And that sentiment seemed to be the reason why it went so viral. It was just so <laughs> believable, which really says a lot about what people think <laughs> about Tucker Carlson as yeah. a person. Because, uh-huh. um, I mean, like, look, it's first of all, why would it's it, the Chiron wouldn't say Dick Vane on Fox News? <laughs> yeah, but I mean, like, I don't know, maybe it would. Strange things have happened. This man complained, did a whole segment about how the green M&M isn't as fuckable as it used to be. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Yeah. So uh, Juniper and uh, many others were eventually alerted to the fact that it did originate from us. And they even posted the clip of the episode that got over 200,000 views. So big shout out to Juniper and everyone else who's been tagging our social media accounts under uh, reposts of the image. It's awesome to see some shit like this spreading in the wild and seeing people re- recognizing it as our handiwork. Yeah, this happened with you when you did the Mark Zuckerberg uh, the barbecue meats. Yeah, uh, like, during the during the Congress, uh, the congressional yeah, hearing. Yeah, so many people thought that was real. I was like, oh, why would this be real? Why would he be grilling during One of the bigger accounts, I, uh, someone posted that uh, <laughs> recently because of this, and it has like 2 million views. Yeah. It's crazy. Anyways, on to uh, yet another update from stories that we just covered. Uh, recently. Looks like the stunt involving two pilots switching airplanes in midair didn't go exactly to plan. Oof. R.I.P. (laughs) They didn't die. Oh, good. But one of the planes did die. It crashed into the earth. Uh, Neither pilot was injured because they were obviously wearing parachutes, which also doesn't really make the stunt seem like that much of a stunt. No parachute, no helmets. Come on, guys. Yeah, I really thought that they were doing it without parachutes. You're not actually risking your life. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. It's like doing a tightrope off with with a net. This stunt is not death-defying. They're not, they, at no point were defying death. Yeah, death was not defied. They were all. literally just doing a little plane stunt yeah. over uninhabitable ground. If they were doing this plane stunt over a collection of kindergartens, then maybe. Yeah. No one was at risk, though. It doesn't have to be your own death. Just someone's death has to be defied. Yeah, and not a rattlesnake in the middle of the desert. Yeah. A rattlesnake which recently bit beloved star of Princess Bride. Can't remember his name, but he got bit by a rattlesnake. What? He had to be airlifted. Carrie Elwes? I believe so, yeah. Oh, wow. I hope he's all right. Mm. He is. He's fine. <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, one of the pilots did actually manage to successfully switch to the other pilot's plane and was able to land it successfully, so credit where it's due to that guy. Yeah. Although he was never in any danger. Yeah. Unless he opened his parachute and a bunch of pots and pans came out. Oh, jeez. <laughs> oh! <laughs> but, yeah, despite this stunt being endorsed by Red Bull and taking place over uninhabited land in Arizona... It appears as though the FAA never actually gave these pilots pilots clearance to execute the stunt. What the fuck is going on at the FAA right now? The first uh, Washington, D.C. got invaded by the Golden Knights. Now. Yeah. Oh, my God. Uh, well, they have their hands full with YouTubers taking I, up all the time. I guess so. Uh, but, yeah, they were pretty pissed about this whole thing and the fact that Red Bull went ahead with it without their permission. Uh, here's what ABC News had to say uh, with everything that happened, including a statement from the FAA. The Federal Aviation Administration said Monday it will investigate a plane crash in Arizona on Sunday during a Red Bull-sponsored event. The pilots of two planes attempted to swap places mid-flight, leaving both aircraft unmanned for a period of time, and one of the planes crashed, although both pilots were unharmed. The FAA said it rejected a waiver of laws requiring pilots to man their planes at all times, according to a denial later from the FAA dated Friday, days ahead of Sunday's crash. 
The pilots, Luke Aikens and Andy Farrington, applied for the waiver, saying the event was in the public interest as it was meant to raise awareness for STEM field <laughs> and encourage students to pursue careers in STEM. Yep. What? You can be just like me, <laughs> doing stunts in an airplane. Yeah. I mean, kind of, I guess. Why do you hate children, FAA? <laughs> Why do you hate education? Yeah. Uh, in its rejection letter, the FAA said that would not be in the public interest and cannot <laughs> find the proposed operation would not adversely affect safety. Uh, the National Transportation Safety Board also has opened an investigation into the crash and expects to have a preliminary report in the next few weeks. See, they should have done this stunt over a grade school specifically targeted at STEM students. They're just like, yeah, this is this is a science, math, technology yeah. school. Um, We're raising awareness of these kids. Hey, by kids, look up! Putting their lives in danger. Yeah, because if you're if you really want to get into the meat and potatoes of it, you really want to learn science, math, and all that. You have to be precise. Yeah. Even the smallest miscalculation could result in catastrophic problems. Yeah. And to prove that point, we need to all go outside and look up right now. Yeah. Also, here's uh, here's a bunch of uh, hot women giving you Red Bulls. <laughs> <laughs> look at that. It's a Mini Cooper shaped like a Red Bull can. <laughs> wow. If the Red Bull doesn't give you wings, God certainly will. Smacks Mini Cooper. You can fit a lot of Red Bull in this giant can of Red Bull. <laughs> <laughs> they just crack the top and just spray it like a hose. <laughs> uh, yeah. Anyways, moving on. I can't believe we get to say this again already, but uh, all my apes gone. <laughs> uh, yes, that's correct. The Board Ape Yacht Club has made the news once again for all the wrong reasons after it was announced that the official Instagram account related to the NFT project was hacked, resulting in millions of dollars worth of cartoon apes being stolen. Not again. All my apes gone. gone. The Instagram account... Uh, tricked its followers into using a link to connect their wallets in order to receive an airdrop after being verified that they owned the NFT necessary to access the drop. Wallet inspector! <laughs> oh, here you go. I believe everything's in order. So in reality, the link gave the hackers access to the wallets of anyone who'd clicked on it and <laughs> given them access. Why does this keep happening? <laughs> because it's so easy. Why? Oh, my God. So on the team's official Twitter, they posted... There is no mint going on today. It looks like Board Ape Yacht Club Instagram was hacked. Do not mint anything, click links, or link your wallet to anything. A very calm response to uh, people literally losing millions of dollars. Not all them. my apes, all of your apes gone. <laughs> <laughs> my apes are fine. Uh, over on their Discord, things seemed a little more hectic with a moderator posting, in all caps, there is a fake land mint website being shared by the Board Ape Yacht Club Instagram. Do not mint anything. But the damage was already done. Because why wouldn't users believe what was being posted from the official account? Here's Motherboard with more. The hackers advertised a fake distribution of NFTs known as an airdrop in the Web3 world, which tricked users into clicking on a malicious link. Once people clicked on it, they gave control of their wallets to the hackers, according to Coindesk. In a tweet, independent blockchain sleuth Zach XBT shared a link to the hacker's Ethereum address, which is currently labeled as being a phishing address on Etherscan. Blockchain records show that the address received 134 NFTs within the space of a few hours on Monday morning. The stolen assets include numerous NFTs from Yuga Labs, the firm behind Board Ape Yacht Club, including Board Ape, Mutant Ape, and Kennel Club NFTs. The value of those NFTs before they were stolen was $2.7 million. So obviously, as you're aware, this is not the first time something like this has happened. It's a, a real pattern. Yes. People just keep opening up their wallets saying, sure. Reach around inside. Wait, you're going to put something inside my wallet? Sure. Well, here's here's your, here it is. I'll look away. 
So yeah, I mean, just this past month, there were numerous NFT Discord channels that were hacked and used in the same way. The problem is that in the NFT space, timing is everything. Seconds matter. The limited nature of these projects is what makes them valuable to collectors. So people in the space are easily duped into connecting their wallets because taking just a few moments to validate that what you're clicking on could result in the user missing out, it could result in you missing out on the deal. Yeah. Don't. Stop being a... a, a uh, stop being cautious. Just fucking do it. Do it. Connect your wallet. Do yeah. it. Do it now. You're gonna. It's get like so much if the shit. Nike app was hacked, like the sneakers app, and it was like, yeah, click here to to yeah. get these Jordans. And it's like, well, I literally have seconds because I'm fighting with ten thousand bots to get these things. Yeah. So. And yeah, when the official account is tweeting, Instagramming, or posting links on Discord servers, users are inclined to believe that it's legitimate, only to then find out that all your apes are gone. Poof. All my apes gone. Uh, in response to the hack, users were obviously upset because their apes were gone. Yeah. Uh, here's, mo <laughs> here's, here's Motherboard again. In the Discord channel, several people complained about being victims of today's scam. They stole a bunch of shit. I had a rare king mutant and a bunny ear mutant. Stuff that would sell above floor. I just lost over 100 ether on this. Fucking unacceptable. From official IG, the website looked real, one user wrote. I'm at the point where I have to sue Yugo over this hack. I'm not walking away from $300,000 because their shit was hacked. Another user wrote in solidarity for the people who lost their precious JPEGs, RIP to the apes that got tricked on IG today. Others blamed the victims. It's like watching a bunch of people run into a burning building with free money spray painted on it, wrote one <laughs> user. All right, at least some of these people uh, aren't completely credulous. <laughs> but over in gaming news, remember when Blizzard announced a new Diablo game at BlizzCon and had their entire fan base turn them, oh, yeah. turn on them? Y'all got upon, phones. Upon hearing the news that this new, exciting addition to the Diablo family was going straight to mobile. Why? Why? It was a moment that will be forever cemented in gaming history, and one of the funniest, most cringy live streams in convention history. People told them straight to their faces that this was a horrific idea. It was terrible. They were making a mistake, and questioned whether or not this was some sort of sick joke. Is this a joke? Uh, it went over so poorly that any mention of Diablo Immortal was scrapped, and the announcement of Diablo 4, a traditional entry to their catalog, took its place in order to satiate the masses. But, I mean, we still always expected to get this stupid mobile version of Diablo. It, they didn't just develop it for no reason. This was, what, six years they're ago? Gonna it, they're going to point it out. Um, and this is despite years passing with little to no update. Well, the time is now upon us. And whether you like it or not, Diablo Immortal will soon grace the screens of mobile phones everywhere with a surprising twist. Oh, good. So on Monday this week, while everyone was more concerned with a, a guy midlife crisising himself into the ownership of a social media platform, babe, babe, <laughs> I bought Twitter. Please respond. Uh, Blizzard officially announced the release date and information for Diablo Immortal. The game will be released just over a month from now on June 2nd and will not only be coming to mobile phones, but also debut on PC as well. Oh. Yeah. Though we're sure that a mobile-first game being ported to PC in order to please fans will be less than stellar. And admittedly, they're only doing it because the game would be emulated and ported to PC anyway. So They, said, they said as much. They're just like... Get paid. Whatever. Yeah. Though, again, the game was made for mobile play, so it's hard to imagine that PC players will be pleased with what they get. And it's launching in open beta, so they're going to be making adjustments as time goes on. Uh, but even from the screenshots and gameplay captures, it, it really looks like people will trash this unless they completely rebuild it with a proper UI. Also, 
You you can use WASD to move an immortal, which is something that Diablo purists are sure to fucking hate. Mm -hmm. uh, the one cool thing here is that the game is cross-play and cross-save, so you, you can play on PC and then have your account updated on mobile, so you can take over there whenever you want and vice versa. But yeah, right. if you're looking at this on a PC screen, it's just it, a huge it, menu. It, it, the, the UI is set up for your thumbs, oh. even on the PC screen. So it's like, yeah, maybe if you put the classic Diablo UI on it, then like maybe, but still, it was developed for mobile, so it's not even going to look... Yeah. It, it might play smooth, but it's mm. not what people want or yeah. want it. Yeah. But I guess as a placeholder uh, on the journey to Diablo 4, I guess it's something. So, whatever. Anyways, uh, another update. We are switching merch companies. We're going to be coming out with new merch eventually. I know it's been a long time. Yeah. It's been since... The pandemic started, basically. We, we went to Texas, and everyone's like, hey, we came all the way here to see you guys uh, on stage. Where's the merch booth? And we're like, oops. Oh, yeah, we probably could have made uh, some shirts. Some, some decent money uh, <laughs> selling merch at this event. We just had nothing. Well, yeah, so, we're uh, also in the midst of switching companies that uh, yeah. to handle our merch. But, hey, good news for you. If you ever wanted to own a piece of our merch, it is now, they went through and they inventoried everything that they had left over from the past four or three or four years. It's now or never. And uh, they were like, here, put it all up. 30% discount, yeah. so you get uh, whatever you want for 30% off. Uh, we're just trying to not owe them money. Yeah. So there you go. These are all non-fungible. A lot of these, uh, once they're gone. They're gone. They're gone. Exactly. So hand over that wallet. Let me let me take a look inside and see if you've got it. So there is a link in the description below, so you can go to our, uh, our merch site and get what, however long it lasts. However long any sizes are there, it's 30% off. Enjoy yourselves. Wear a piece of merch. We'll appreciate it. Uh, in the meantime, though, please watch our most recent demonetized episode of Weekly Weird News because we talk about penises in it. Um, so please make sure you check that out if, in case you missed it, uh, in case it didn't come up in the timeline. Watch it twice, three times even. Yeah. And also the uh, most recent episode of News Dump that spawned the Tucker meme, the Tucker Carlson meme. Yeah. So check both of those out. Tell your friends about the show. Subscribe, leave a comment and a like. Join, click the join button. Do whatever you want. But have a great week. We'll be back with uh, News Dump in a couple uh, days, and we'll see you then.